This is John Cena, and you're listening to Ballin' Out. Thank God you're not looking at it. Hello, everyone. This is Adele. This is Natalie. And welcome to episode six of Ballin' Out. Woohoo! Episode six, we made it. I don't even know. We I made really... it over the five podcast home. Yeah, everybody knows that's the that's, that's the milestone. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's now that we've thing. moved past that, it's like it's really time to get going. Well, to start, how was your Fourth of July weekend? It was good, a little bit crazy, as I think yours was as well. But I was in New Orleans for the Essence Festival, which did I you not- bring me a beignet? No, I didn't. Aww, I'm sorry. Bro. I but like no, I literally did not even eat a beignet. That's how much I was oh like running around. It was so crazy because like basically they have events going on during the day at the convention center. It's all about like basically the mission is empowering black women, which is a great mission. I support it. You Same. know. Um, and so I was just there and like literally every single R&B singer you have ever imagined was present. And so you don't, you just like turn a corner and like, oh, look, it's Anthony Hamilton singing Amen. And like, oh, look, there's a new edition sitting down for an interview and just like crazy stuff like that. And, you know, I saw Mariah, you know, Mimi, the main, the main event for me, although she didn't really get as good of a response as I'd hoped. Everyone was there for Puff. People love the Bad Boy family. Yeah. It was so intense. Like, people, like, literally the entire Superdome just going ham for him. And he was loving, you know, he's, like, such a ham, too. Like, he, oh, he loves the adoration. Yeah. Especially on stage. He puts on a real show. He definitely Who does. Who are you most uh, surprised to see? Who was I most surprised to see? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I mean, I think Kendrick surprised me a little bit, just like with the way, just his vibe, because his onstage persona is a little bit, like, he can be uptight, you know? Like, I think that's sort of his reputation is, like, he looks a little bit nervous. He's, like, pretty sort of to himself in a weird way. Like, introspective, you mean? Yeah. Maybe not uptight, but, like, introspective. Yeah. Introspective and just sort of, he just, I think his performance is very sort of polished, almost, in a way, and just, like, he's he's not... Yeah, he's a pro, but, like, he's not really emotional about mm-hmm. it, kind of. Like, he has these sort of definite artistic statements and doesn't really, like, let loose on stage and get a little crazy, you know? Yeah. He's kind of just, like, bringing that, bringing his prodigious talent to the stage, which is great. Mm-hmm. But at Essence, it really felt like he was just, like, so relaxed and he was, like, riffing on everything in the crowd and he, like, did a little freestyle. And it just looked like he was actually having fun. Like, he was, like, smiling, which is sort of, like, I don't know. I've seen him live, like, twice, I think. And he's normally just, like, very, very serious. Mm-hmm. But this was, like, him. He was just, he was having a ball, it seemed to me, which was fun to watch, you That's know? Awesome. And everybody was really, really into it. Yeah. Like, All Right lasted for, like, 10 minutes. It was crazy. As it should have been. Yeah. That was, like, the perfect platform to do such a performance. Definitely. Um, yeah, my 4th of July weekend, I can barely even remember it because of all the <laughs> black bottles I was drinking. Hey, and this is the episode okay, where we that's paid like me flex, as an alcoholic. Whatever. I know. <laughs> so what I did was I spent a whole weekend with Rick Ross and the MMG crew for Casual. MMG weekend. Casual. You know. Yeah. Um, this was their second time doing it. The first time they did it was in 2013, I want to say. And unfortunately, I wasn't there for that one. But that one was in Miami. This one was in Atlanta. My first time in ATL, so I was super stoked. Did you go to Magic City? Yes or no? Tried. Closed. (laughs) What? Yep. 
That's absurd. I know. How do who so they close? When, I don't know. That's it. I, it's like they knew I was there and they were like denied. That's upsetting. Yeah, very upsetting. Future, but I'm blaming this on you. This is like your place. Like you're the man that Magic City built. So what, why did you do this to Adele? I know. Shut it down when I was there. <laughs> um, but, you know, just to recap it, it was amazing to live life like a rapper. I realized very quickly that I'm not built for the lifestyle. As much as I love to travel, I cannot go for like what, 25 hours without sleep, and then constantly party, and, um, you know, just, I don't know, like, there was a pool party, there was a studio trip, there was club parties every single night, and I just got to see how extravagant the MMG crew lived. I mean, it was amazing, but... And you got to see somebody special named Onika. <laughs> Onika Mirage? Yes, I did. Um, so that was actually the highlight of my trip. Um, if you were watching my Snapchat, which is at Del Snaps, if you want to follow me, um, I became a fangirl. <laughs> it was like I mean, one as of my any friends. normal person would. I know, but it was just kind of like, you know, the mix of liquor in me, and then I saw her, because I had no idea. Usually, like, the publicists tip you off about, like, who's going to be there. I just see her strut in, and I'm like, I lose my shit. I mean, I totally I was my too. absolute shit. See, the thing is, I would have definitely just, like, been super annoying and, like, just, I don't know, harassed whoever her bodyguard was, because that's how I am when I'm drunk. So it was... It was a, like a two-tier VIP, and she mm. was on the bottom with me, which was facing like the club crowd. Okay. And so there was like a barricade right in front of me, which is good because, <laughs> God forbid, <laughs> I was in that same VIP section. I would have been like freaking out over her. Um, but other than that, you know, shout out to Atlantic Records. Thank you to Rosé. Thank you to MMG. It was a great time. Nonetheless, I just, I, you know, I, I needed a detox after that. <laughs> Well, you know, hopefully next time we both get the invite, and yes. then we can just like be Ball insane. Out. Oh, you saw a few. You saw a few ballers while you were there. Oh Did yeah. You not? I well, does, can we count Adrian Broner <laughs> and James Harden? Well, yes. Uh, I think that's it. That's who you were going for. But yeah, Adrian Broner showed up out of nowhere at the pool party, and I'm just like, uh, okay. He's like an unofficial MMG signee. Um, but James Harden did show up at the studio, which was on night one, Friday. And honestly, it was like three different rooms where Wale took over one, and he was previewing new music off of, um, well, actually he played some of his mixtape, uh, Summer on Sunset, previewed some new stuff off of Shine. Another room where Meek Mill was, um, you know, previewing stuff that may or may not be on Dream Chasers for, but it still sounded like straight fire. <laughs> and then the other room was like Rick Ross and everybody else. And out of nowhere, I turned to my right and I'm like, whose beard is that? I'm thinking Sally, first of all. And I'm like, oh, that's James Harden. And he's just in the first of all, the room was way too hot because it was just like wall to wall packed. Everyone mm. is sweating oh. at this point. Um, but yeah, he really gets down with the MMG crew too. There you go. Who knew? See, we're out here in the streets looking around for you, spotting those <laughs> literally. Athletes. You were in NOLA. I was in ATL. We were, yeah. you know, dividing and conquering. On the case. usual. I didn't really see any athletes. Let me think. Did I? There were a few actually that showed up um, at Essence. Carl Anthony Towns was there. He appeared on stage for a second. That's the only one I remember off top. I mean, Russell was there. I yeah. didn't see him. But we will get into we will. Russell we, Wilson's we've got some recent to discuss. happenings <laughs> later on in the show. 
Um, but let's talk about NBA free agency and all the madness that has been going on over the what, yeah, last I think, month. Like it feels like this last week has lasted forever because there's been so many things shifting in the NBA. It's a little bit crazy, but I think we're we can crown a real MVP, and he's not like this is not us. You know, this is just us looking at the facts. You know, so don't don't come in our mentions. We're being objective. Saying, yeah, yeah, we're, we're being, being objective. very objective right now. And just saying Kevin Durant is the real MVP of the week. You're the real MVP. And listen, we can have all of Oklahoma City in our mentions after this podcast happens. But, you know, he has his eyes set on a championship. He wants a ring. Right. Not to say that the Thunder would never get it in their lifetime. But with a super team like that, Steph yeah. Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson, like yeah, it's just it's, it's gonna be unstoppable. It's crazy, and it's like anybody who follows me on Twitter, which you should, um, knows that I was just like going in with all the memes and all the slander of the Warriors, as I want to do, and Kevin Durant, who I briefly liked during the season, but you know he just taught me that that was a mistake. So damn <laughs> the burn. No, I mean like. He seems nice enough, but I just can't help but be annoyed. A, that he was a supersonic for two seconds and then left. B, that now he's like just gone to the already most annoying team ever. And like he and Russell Westbrook were so cute together. They had their little like bro <laughs> bond and stuff. A little bromance. And yes, did you see did. that thing? Like when he was commenting, he was like, uh, someone reported that he said, oh yeah, I talked to Russell. Like, I'm sure we'll talk again someday. <laughs> Oh, that breaks so my heart. Sad. Yeah, it's really rough. Like, poor Russ, he's just stuck out there now. But this also means that this is his time to shine. Maybe, or he's just going to go to another because team. Because now he can lead the team. I don't think he Maybe would. now the Little Beast curses off the oh, thunder. <laughs> but Little B was on the case after the news broke, and he basically said on Twitter that the base god wants to speak. As life unravels and superstars make decisions that change lives, welcome home, KD. The curse is lifted. <laughs> as life unravels. <laughs> I feel like that's the intro to Days of Our Lives. Like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm sure Kevin Durant is rejoicing somewhere. Yeah, and I saw all these tweets that were like, we don't, we see you, KD, just going with the Warriors so that the curse is lifted. I mean, listen, they were former teammates for the Olympics. Who? Oh, uh, Steph. Kevin Durant and Steph. Oh, okay. So okay. I just kind of felt like there was a relationship that was already building there, and they probably like kept it on the low. Like he they weren't outward about their relation, uh, like about their friendship, as you know, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade are. Oh, but speaking of Dwayne Wade, he oh, also had God. quite the, the week. I don't know if this is a win or a not. It's just a middle ground. Like it's what? a return. It's a homecoming ceremony for right. Dwayne Wade because he's from Chicago. Grew up watching the Bulls, and he was like, you know what? I got to leave South Beach. I'm taking yeah. my talents out of South Beach and to Chi-Town. Which is just going to be interesting. I don't know. But, you know, hey, he's going to be closer to LeBron now. They can just, like, hang out more. Right? Absolutely. That is true. I just can't, you know, I feel like with all these players, I just can't wait to see them in these new uniforms because you get so used, <laughs> used to, to them in certain people, colors. Yeah. And now to see, like, Dwayne Wade in red and to see, um, you know, Kevin Durant in all white, gold, and blue, it's just... Yeah, it's going to be a trip. Yeah, for sure. So Derek Rose and I always mess up his name, Joaquin, Joaquin. Joaquin Noah, they both 
went to the Knicks, as well as Brandon Jennings, actually, who also got a one-year contract. Adele's always going to keep you apprised of Knicks of free course, agency. that is my absolute <laughs> duty. So I'm warmed up to the thought of having D. Rose and Joaquim on the Knicks. At this point, I just feel like, you know, we are starting to build at least a team that has chemistry. I just need to see them interact with Melo. Cute and hot sports my, takes. <laughs> and then I will make my final call. But, you know, I'm actually excited. Like, I, I really want to be there for the first game, especially when the Knicks fun. take on the Bulls. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, that's going to be, oh, my God, that's going to be crazy. Well, you know who the Spurs got off the Bulls? Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. Yeah. They did. But they, they got rid of like a million other people. <laughs> it's a little. And how do you feel time. about that as the resident Spurs? As, I mean, correspondent. Basically, I think the big question for Spurs fans is like, will Tim Duncan retire? Because we still don't have a definite word either way. He's definitely leaning towards it, but we just don't know for sure. So it's just like Ugh. Duncan strikes me as the type of man who wants to go out in a big way. Yeah. He almost, almost, almost got the chip, and then you know yeah. it just didn't happen, unfortunately. But I just feel like he's going to give it one more go. See if yeah. he can take Larry O'Brien. I just think we need – everybody's really excited about this rookie, which I am also excited about because he went to UW. And yes. I'm like, yeah. Represent. represent. Like, whatever. Anyway. That's awesome, though. I mean, I just – I can't wait. Even, like, preseason, I just can't wait. I, I, I tweeted that I needed, like, an NBA – like, a countdown until <laughs> the NBA season comes back. Yo, because but it's, we have football to look forward I to. Know, I know. I know. And speaking of football – your favorite are couple. We, are we going to are we going to go here? Yes. Yeah, it's so time for the injury report, it's Natalie. It's time for the injury report. And we we're almost regretting to do this. It's like it's so dark for me because literally anybody who has ever met me knows that like the Russell Wilson Sierra Bond is like one of the most important things in my day-to-day life, like and that's not even really an exaggeration. But like it really isn't. I can co-sign that. <laughs> She keeps me up to date on all things CC and Russ every single day. Oh, yeah. Um, But anyway, so after Sierra did her excellent set at the Essence Music Festival, which I thoroughly enjoyed from my delightful 15th row seat. Thanks, Essence Fest. Ow. Um, But after that, and Russell was there, and this is another reason they're going on the injury report, because they were both in New Orleans. I was in New Orleans, and yet I did not meet them. Which is like they, the fact that they didn't call me up and be like, "Yo, Natalie, like, let's get some beignets." You know, that See? seems like it just would have been polite. Am I wrong? I, I totally agree with you. But yeah, so not only did they not call me, they then proceeded to go to England and get married. Also without inviting me. <laughs> also without. They also did not invite me as well. I I clearly remember seeing it pop up in TMZ and just hitting Natalie and be like, please don't tell me this is true. Like, let this be like a bogus story. How can they be getting married on a Wednesday? It just seems odd to me. And first of all, they're in England. Weren't they just Wedding's in New going Orleans? Wedding's like, on a Wednesday. Basically. But um bum But as soon as I got the confirmation... I was just like, all righty then. It's all happening. Like, it is happening. It is all happening. They are married. They are the Wilsons, as they advertised. Yeah. Sierra's dress was questionable, as Adele and I have discussed previously. The Roberto Cavalli dress. I mean, listen, I'm never going to be one to bash a bride's choice for their special day. Adele, you're so (laughs) 
Someone can answer but that. But, you know, it's it wasn't my cup of tea. It's like. just like she's stunning. She is. She can literally wear anything. She looked amazing in that she dress. She could have, you know, yeah. she could have just, worn, just worn like a, a sleeveless white gown that was just a plain as I could. And she would like, like an angel. Insane. Yeah. But she had these weird sleeves. It was very and much very like lacy. Stevie Nicks <laughs> sleeves. I was like, why are we Huge returning sleeves. to the 70s right now? <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that's not even the worst part. The worst part. <sighs> uh. Is oh, that also, they took to Snapchat. He had, he had Jimmy Graham and Robert Turbin in his groomsmen. So that's cute. That Seahawks. Cute. Bonnie. See? I don't know we've... why he's such good friends with Turbin. It's really, he's like the sort of second rate running back. Why can't he be friends with his teammates? <laughs> but he's like a lame teammate. Why didn't oh, he have like Marshawn and his. No. He's like. <sighs> okay. Whatever. We don't have to get into like ranking Seahawks running backs right now, which I will have to do. We're going to dedicate another segment. Um, yeah, just we'll a whole podcast ranking Seahawks running backs. And I won't even talk. It'll just be all Natalie. <laughs> and then nobody will download it. Um, but yeah, so then after the wedding. The worst part is they, you know, if if you've been keeping tabs on Sierra and Russell Wilson's what over a year long relationship year and a half long like a little like a little over a year they had this no sex policy they put their faith in god yep they were staying celibate allegedly which is like they both have uh, russell's been married before and sierra has a baby so So, (laughs) you know it's not like they, they were basically born again virgins yeah and so they i think it was sierra that took to snapchat the day and after. They both did. I they, watched on, yeah. And know. they both revealed that they had the greatest night ever. Yeah. And you can guess why. We know <laughs> you're we, smart. And, but listeners. they don't even make you guess. They really spell it out very clearly. <laughs> and it's just like, we're two, like, these are two adults. And Russell's like, oh, yeah, we did it multiple times. And it's like, Excuse oh me while I'm barf. I'm sorry. Like, I just, what is wrong with you? Why I'm would you just ever not put that out there? I'm just not interested in celebrity sex lives in general. But like when it comes to them, I thought that they were going to keep it sacred, you know? Like, After the ceremony, why? they were just going to be like, there was going to be a natural glow about them because <laughs> of everything that's, you know, transpired. And then all of a sudden they like, took to Snapchat. Like, uh, Or just say, like, last night was fun, wink, or something. Like, <laughs> that's still gross, but not as gross as being, like... Like, she, subtle. She was like, oh, he wasn't lying. And I was like, <laughs> Like, I don't want to think about Russell was Wilson's sweet. dick. <laughs> <laughs> that oh will God. be the title of this podcast. <laughs> I think Sierra is the only one that wants to think about Russell Wilson. Oh, that's so mean. They're definitely yo. No, if my no, that's not shade. That sounded like shade to Russell Wilson. No, he's a very attractive man. But I'm just saying, like I, in general, I don't want to think about the body party that they had. After their wedding. I know. Right. I'm like, that song might be ruined for me. I'm so, <laughs> no. and that's like my favorite song ever. And you know, they're I'm, definitely not doing it to Body Party. No, they can't because that's a fucking future song. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a, and the other thing is like, how can any of the Seahawks respect Russell now? Like, think about the locker room conversation. Like, he's supposed to be the leader of the team. And all the Seahawks are going to be like, ha, ha, ha. Like, you're <laughs> like growing adore. out. Right. Like, literally growing like, out. Like, we heard you had sex with Sierra because you told us on Snapchat. You know what like, one of them are going to say? Hmm. We heard you scored a touchdown. <laughs> Okay, Adele. <laughs> we heard you didn't throw an interception this time, Russell. Why did I do that to myself? Why do I throw the best shade at myself? Like this is so this is so dark. <laughs> um, 
But in but, other yeah. news, there was a great <laughs> gift that occurred with yeah. Kobe Bryant and Snoop Dogg. So Snoop Dogg actually gifted the Black Mamba this insane yellow and purple convertible. Which is like, celebrating I mean, it was kind of ugly. I, really <laughs> like, like, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive it either, but, but you hey, know, I it's guess the if thought you're that counts. It's sort of more a thing to have, I think, than I think thing to drive. You know, like, just like something you stick into the garage with your 6,000 other yeah, know, he, flashy I mean, cars. how many cars do we think that Kobe Bryant has? Mm. I want to say three garages full. You know, like in yeah, MTV yeah. Cribs when they yeah, they're like all three garage doors lift and you see like candy painted. Except cars in Red Man's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Except in Red Man's episode. For real. The best episode of Cribs of all time. But, you know, we're going to cut it short here because we actually have an insane guest. So insane that we had to keep it to him solo dolo. Yeah, we need to give him the spotlight because, like, it's not every day that you have this happen. Yeah, for sure. So, without further ado, this is our interview with the one and only John Cena. Welcome, everyone, to episode six of Ballin' Out. And today we have a very special guest, a man that needs no introduction, but I'm still going to talk about him anyway. <laughs> He's a 15-time world champion. He's WWE superstar. He is the doctor of thugonomics. He is also the first wrestler to host the 2016 ESPYs on July 13th. Welcome, John Cena. Sweet that you plug the ESPYs in. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm a pro. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why July 13th. <laughs> we're going to host that thing. Absolutely. So what is just going through your mind right now in terms of just mentally preparing? for this big hosting uh, You know, uh, at, at first I was a little nervous. Um, it's just a, it's a new thing, uh, and it's a very important thing. And when you you said that, you know, the first WWE superstar ever, so I'm well aware of like, okay, let's see if he messes up. Um, you, you know, uh, the ESPYs wants to run a good show, uh, and I got a history with uh, entertaining live audiences. And usually I do it for like uh, 20 minutes to an hour out of a three-hour broadcast, and now I just get to do it for the hour. So it'll be fun. And I don't have to get hit with anything, to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> so I think I'll be okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, actually, what's the biggest challenge, like, being on stage versus being in the ring? Uh, the familiarity. Like, I know the ring. that, that I've just done it for so long. It's... Um, it's just a part of me. And then being able to do something like uh, uh, host a broadcast, it's, it's just different. It's just different. For sure. And it was your 14th anniversary last night. 14 correct? years. Where is the time gone? <laughs> Where? I don't I even don't know. I don't know. Two more years and I'll be able to drive. And then <laughs> I can buy cigarettes and vote. And then I can drink after that. And it all goes downhill. So many milestones to come. Yep. So one of, you know, being Billboard, one of the big milestones that we wanted to point out was that your album, You Can't See Me, actually charted in 2005. It did. No. Number 15 on the Billboard 200. You couldn't see it, but it was there. (laughs) I promise you it was there. So what was that like, even just, you know, making an album? Well, um, we, you know, uh, this is going to sound crazy. At WWE, we we have the opportunity to define your character as much as you want. And when I got the opportunity to essentially rap on television, they gave me some stock music that was so bad. And you can tell that WWE... uh, to its credit, it does rock and roll very well. Um, it did not understand hip hop culture. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not any good, but I can do better than this. And I went into a friend's studio and recorded my original theme music that I used for a year or so. And it was better than what they gave me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's great. 
And then uh, I enjoyed the time, so I like it was almost a hobby when I would get a few days off, go back to the studio, would listen to beats, and be like, okay, let's mess around and, and make... Uh, this is a lot easier now with technology, but it used to be like a process. Right. Uh, and I heard the beat for Time Is Now, and I'm like, man, we're going to make this song. And I heard a few more beats. I'm like, we're going to have like eight or nine songs. We might be able to make an album. <laughs> and then I went to my boss and was like, I'm going to redo my theme music. So would you be interested if we make an album? Do you want to put it out? And he said, absolutely. And it was a way to further solidify, like, hey, um, the, the doctor of thugonomics <laughs> moniker isn't just some phony tag I threw on myself. I enjoy hip hop. Uh, I enjoy hip hop culture. Um, I'm, I really appreciate this stuff. And to the point of this is my best effort of what we can do. What was the first hip hop album you ever listened Beastie to? Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill, and Fat Boys Crushing were the first two CDs that I got, uh, hip hop CDs that I got in 1985, and wow. 85, 86. That's amazing. That's yep. crazy. When did you first like get the idea to start rapping yourself? Uh, they, and I say they, the people who make decisions on creativity in the WWE overheard me in the back of a tour bus um, to pass the time on some of the long rides. Uh, when we travel internationally, we travel as a group because they don't want people spread out all over the country. So we all take these buses. And to pass the time, some guys play, play cards. Some guys, uh, nowadays, it's a lot different. You have entertainment in the palm of your hand. That wasn't the case at uh, the turn of the century. Uh, <laughs> so um, we would often, like, freestyle rap on each other. And I always kind of did okay, okay enough for them to be like, hey, would you want to do that on television? And at the time, I was very undefinable. I looked like every other wrestler in boots and tights. There was no real um, gravity towards my character. And I realized that this wasn't being done on television right. because WWE was a very rock-focused company. And I realized I could run as far as I wanted to. So I was like, yes, absolutely, I'd like to do this. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, did you write every single yes. line that you spit? Yes. That's that is a huge faux pas in hip hop to use ghostwriters, and I know I know that it happens. Uh, and the bottom line is, you want to make good music, but when you're going to fancy yourself as a, a hip hop artist, to have a ghostwriter, and that's like I used to go up to Hot 97, and every time I would go up there, they'd ask me to freestyle. I used to battle kids in parking lots at autograph signings, like I was pretty on my game. Uh, that is a bygone era. I will say that, and and uh, you're not going to drop some bars for us right no, now. No, uh, certainly after after the, the few days that I've had, I, I I'm sure you're going to be doing it. I couldn't rhyme the, the word though. door, but uh, right now, I mean, it was just it was one of those ways to solidify. Like, if anyone would ever challenge being able to go up into Hot 97 or Power 106 and them to put on a beat and you actually spit, you yeah, know, really. a 16, and 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 everybody's like, oh, oh. <laughs> they wasn't wasn't that bad. All right, all right. And then to, to be associated with, uh, you know, um, like the Freddie Fox, a, 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 tr a true face of, of hip hop and, and underground hip hop, and uh, to get some some of my local guys on there as well. Um, I I, th I thought we did a really good job making the the best project we could, and uh, and I mean that in a term of uh, what I liked in music. Um, and the authenticity of the music. It wasn't Definitely. just a, a studio produced, okay, this is one track, say these words, go, which is not bad, that sells records, but that wasn't the, the amazingly enough, this was a business venture where it wasn't imperative to sell records. It right. was imperative to, like, this guy really is what he says he is. 
And yet you sold records anyway. <laughs> yeah, nice little byproduct. How about that? For sure. Um, speaking of hip hop, Drake was one of the former SB hosts. Have you reached out to past hosts to kind of you know get pointers from them? They won't let them? me get in touch with them. What? No, it's it's a, it's like a do not buy list. I can't talk to any of the past hosts. It's they That's have uh, they have security guards that follow me around. <laughs> I get tased. If not I even your former it. train wreck co-star LeBron James. Can't even do that. Oh, geez. can't even do that. Oh, no, um, I'm I'm sure that they all had their own methods for for doing what they did, and uh, I certainly watch all the stuff. Um, it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. It sounds so sports cliche, but I'm gonna go out there and do the absolute best that I can. What's gonna be the John Cena method though? What's gonna make you stick out this year? Man, that is such a loaded question, and my mind is racing with such unqualified answers. <laughs> uh, shoot, um, I, I don't know. I think the the ability to certainly laugh at myself. I do not care. I've been called everything in the book. I've been in some pretty embarrassing positions. Um, I think a lot of the comedy is going to come in the form of like, hey, I, I don't mind spoofing on what I do for a living. I don't mind spoofing on myself. And I'm going to whirl a bunch of the athletes into the spoof. <laughs> so it'll be pretty cool. It's a chance to involve uh, moments in sport with entertainment. Are there any athletes that you're particularly excited to kind of roast on stage a little bit? I think um, sports in general has had a very, a very storybook year. That's true. And I come from a pretty storybook profession, so I think I'm going to have some fun with it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what was, I guess, your favorite sports moment of the year so far? I, I, there are so many. Um, the, the Peyton Manning Super Bowl situation um, that was is, crazy. Uh, like, that's a fairy tale. You know, that's a, that's a pretty good situation. Um, LeBron winning in Cleveland, I think long term is excellent for basketball just because of what LeBron doesn't mean. I mean, he means a ton to the game now, but 10, 15 years from now, he's going to mean so much more. Um, you know, in, in, uh, we lost Muhammad Ali. We just lost Pat Summit. Like, there are things happening right now that are uh, definable, memorable moments in sport. And that's, that's what's great about sport. These people leave such an impression on our lives. Uh, it could be say, the same for, for music as well. These people leave such an impression on our lives that. Uh, whenever they do anything, or or in the in the tragic event that they are no longer with us, it just it 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 becomes such a an important piece of our history and makes us reexamine everything. And and you you know you you hopefully uh, we we get whatever message we'd like to send across across. For sure. Definitely. It's a very good way to sum it all up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, and then lastly, what has been like your best life advice from Vince McMahon? Uh, from Vince McMahon, no one piece of advice because he is filled with advice. Like every single thing, he doesn't just give you like uh, Buddhist quotes. It's uh, his actions. Um, I often ask, the, the best protocol with him is asking why. Because his perception of what we're all supposed to be doing is... Like, he's at the lead of it, and he's at the front of it. And if I can understand his perception, then maybe I can take my creativity and work with his perception, and we can come up with something that is going to be positive. And that not only goes to the abstract creative art of what we do, but it also goes into furthering the business as well. So it's just being able to... Uh, I spoke in the south of France just recently, and uh, one of my main talking points was know your business. Know who you work for, know what the business is about, know what they do, and then know yourself and know how you can fit in that business. So um, I 
I learn from Vince every day, and it's just a matter of how he perceives where we're going and, and how I can use the tools that I have to fit in that mix. Definitely. I've been a fan of wrestling since it was called WWF. And mm -hmm. like, I know that one of the, the comments that used to irritate me so much was like, wrestling's fake. And mm -hmm. now here you are 14 years later and you're still thriving. So what's your response to critics that still say that? Uh, that, that response, that statement is, uh, and I've, I've written it off as ignorance. Um, when the company's name is World Wrestling Entertainment, we openly say in the name of the company, <laughs> that it is entertainment. You are buying a ticket, you are clicking onto the WWE Network, you are watching the USA Network to be entertained through sport. It is scripted, we say it in the title. So for somebody to come out and be like, oh, it's fake. That's like saying, dude, Game of Thrones is fake. Right. <laughs> a lot of people still enjoy that and they're still hooked on it and, and walking dead and I could go on and on. Um, we have 650 million homes that we're in. We have over half a billion social followers. We're in 180 countries. We're doing something right. Definitely. Like, uh, I don't mind if someone says, well, that type of entertainment isn't for me <laughs> because we're not for everybody. When they say, oh, wrestling's fake, that's ignorant. That is no idea of what we do. That is a cop-out. That is a short answer. And that is like, well, I haven't taken the time to even give this a second thought. That that's not that's not right that's not right and I, I i don't even pay that any mind for sure i also i think we should check like since you're an mc what are you listening to right now old stuff and i mean like stuff that i hear like oh today's classic hip-hop uh i i love uh I'll, I'll play ilmatic to the tape breaks uh the the wu-tang stuff um i love jay-z i just think his evolution as a as an art like you, you, you listen to his evolution as a human being through his art. Uh, the original stuff that he was doing to like Hard Knock Life to, to like 30 something, that song obviously resonates with me a little bit. Um, Kanye West makes great music. Uh, Drake is, I think, phenomenal. I think I'm always drawn towards uh, like boom bapish style hip hop. Like I can go back to like Grand Poobah and all those guys. Like, but uh, at the same token, guys who actually put a little bit of time into the words, but I, I'm not just like, well, the other stuff isn't hip hop. No, <laughs> it's all hip hop. And I think that's what's cool. And I think every, um, it used to be regional, like every region had its sound. And now it's almost generational. Like yeah. every generation has its sound. And there's still a few artists that, that uh, deviate from the norm, but I can tell I'm too old because I don't like any of the new stuff. <laughs> like I, that's, the, that's the barometer, I'm not cool anymore. But, um, it's weird, I find myself listening to all the original stuff, all the old blues, uh, the John Lee Hooker, um, Ray Charles, I, all, I hear all the stuff that, all the albums I like sampled. And it's crazy to hear like, whoa, that's what they were listening to and that's like, I'm, I'm way off the grid now. I'm, I'm the, the wrong no, guy for so the interview. that's so cool. That's all the stuff no, I love Oldies too. but goodies, <laughs> like, yeah. oldies and but they, goodies. They not only stand the test of time, but are so good they can be recreated and made an entirely different song. Definitely, mm -hmm. stuff that creates, it has like all these different parts that yeah. then get repurposed. It's yeah. awesome. Now, are you gonna be bringing a little attitude adjustment to the ESPYs on July 13th? No, I, I hope that's the one day I don't have to get beat up or beat anybody <laughs> up. I'll let everybody else do all there's there's enough uh, sometimes confrontations in sports that get a little bit out of control I'll let the athletes handle all that 
I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be very relaxed. Uh, I know I've said I've seemed nervous, but when when the show happens and and we're we're on, we're on. So I'm going to I'm going to have fun. Uh, July 13th is going to be a fun ride for everybody. I think it's going the the SPs have a way of being a great night in that respect of we all laugh at ourselves and then we can shift and get really serious and uh, really send some great messaging and then send, send everybody home feeling good. So I, I'm just happy to be a part of something like that. Well, we'll definitely sure. be tuning in. Thank you so much, Shantina, for being on Ballin' Thanks, Out. Thank you. All right. So that is a wrap on episode six of Ballin' Out. Wow. We're just like such old hands now. We it's made crazy. it. We're seasoned veterans now. <laughs> episode six, baby. Yeah, we made it. Imagine when we get to ten. We're gonna have to pop some bottles. When we get I know. To 10. Ooh, when we hit the double digits, it's Ooh, gonna be a situation. Like you guys don't even know what's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, definitely subscribe, rate us, give us some reviews, man. Like shout us out. You can even give a bad review. Right. Like trash like, us. Do any do something. review. Just like say it. Like hey, I'm listening. And like Natalie, can you shut up and let Adele talk more? <laughs> Um, just or like, Adele, stop laughing so much. If anyone laughs too much, it's definitely <laughs> me. But yeah, and you can also check out some hot billboard content. Always putting more stuff up there. On that .com. And follow us on Twitter. Adele is just her name, and I am also just my name. So it's very easy. <laughs> our name is our names. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Do my hair, put on some makeup. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to see what tonight gon' take us. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I post some pics up looking sexy. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this nigga won't take